Today is February 12, 2019, and this is SMB's weekly Options Tribe webinar. For those of you attending an Options Tribe meeting for the first time, we meet every Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. And the purpose of the Options Tribe is to bring options tra uh, trading experts from all over the world to our community each week in order to help you to improve your skills as, a, as an options trader. I do want to point out that SMB Training is not a broker-dealer. We're doing these webinars for educational purposes only. Today's webinar, any positions you see are going to be hypothetical. They're generated by uh, a computer modeling software. And so they're going to be mid-prices that will appear uh, and that those will affect the P&L so forth. And I just want you to know that those are not subject to the market forces of liquidity slippage and commissions. I also want to point out that options trading is ready and your online broker has a document which explains those risks. Please don't expose any of your capital to options trading unless you fully understand the risks of options trading. Uh, when you first get started, please uh, don't trade with any capital at all. Instead, backtest and paper trade. And if you decide to expose your capital to options trading, uh, do so as a, at a very small level, particularly when you get started because you're, you're going to be getting... Um, you know, used to the way options react to uh, the market. And until that point, you don't want to have a lot of capital exposed. So with that, I would like to uh, welcome uh, back to the Options Tribe, John Locke, who's been here many, many times. He's on our options trading desk. Uh, he has designed multitudes of options trading strategies. And in my opinion, he's one of the greatest options traders in the world, in my humble opinion. And uh, John is going to be reviewing today the bearish butterfly strategy, which was really the first of the many advanced courses that uh, SMB's Options Tribe has sponsored over the years. And it's still one of my favorites. It was, it's uh, always been one of my favorite strategies. I know that it's the same for John and many, many other members of our community because it's just so powerful and it applies to, you know, just so many conditions. Uh, it's an incredible strategy. So rather than hear me extol it. Why don't we let John jump in and make his presentation about the bearish butterfly? Welcome, everybody. Thanks for uh, for joining Seth and I here today. And I'm going to talk about the, the bearish butterfly. And we've already gone over the disclaimer material. It's essentially the same thing. And for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is John Locke. I have LockingYourSuccess.com. Uh, and I'm also a trader on the desk here uh, at SMB. I'm a trading performance coach, wealth coach, success coach. We design trading strategies. We enhance trading performance through success in, and trading psychology. We've helped people build wealth, and we help people with business skills for retail and professional traders. The strategy that we're talking about today, uh, something that I came up with actually fairly early in my trading career, back around 2006, 2007, and it's been, I've been teaching it for, gosh, over 12 years now. And uh, it's been live trade in the markets for over 12 years. And it's one of the strategies that we track on our Monday options trading for income webinar on Monday mornings. And we've been doing that uh, since 2011, which is essentially when the SMB program uh, came out with the strategy. And uh, it's, it's, it's just been a fantastic strategy. It can be used as a, as a monthly income strategy. That's the way that it's taught. It can also be used with market timing to increase returns or to hedge long positions as well. For performance, 
We have a website link you can go to. It shows us your yearly performance since 2011 since we've been tracking them on the auction trading for weekly update. So, and uh, if you have any questions, you can contact us through that. All right, so some common uses for the bearish butterfly strategy would be uh, it's taught as a monthly non-subjective positive theta strategy. It can also be, or it's been utilized by a lot of people as an opportunistic bearish bias, high probability strategy in, in markets that are overextended to the upside and likely to run sideways. Uh, it's a good alternative if you're going to do a bearish vertical. You get more range, you can make more money on your position. And so it can be a hedge on bullish positions if it's sized appropriately to that bullish position. And uh, again, especially if the market's overextended. So what I'm going to do is I'll give you a general overview of how things work. And, you know, from there we can, you know, I'll just give you, we'll go over some trades. I'll give out as much information as I can in the time that I have. And if you want more, then Seth is going to tell you how to do that afterwards. So, this is a strategy that's entered essentially 56 days to expiration, so there is an overlapping component to it. You could have two trades running at the same time. We'd like to exit at 21 days to expiration, but sometimes it goes in further than that. And it has a fairly high profit target. Uh, we have this thing called plant capital. Not everybody uses that. Plant capital for us means that it's the amount of money that we pretty much the maximum amount of money we're going to get in the trade most of the time. Occasionally, it will go over that number, but most of the time it's under that number and uh, it's under a plan, it's under plant capital. And um, you'll see in some of the trades, it doesn't even get near uh, the plant capital number. So our, our profit target is 30% of our plant capital. So that's going to be a consistent dollar number. Uh, we have a lowered profit target because we'd like to be out of this 21 days to expiration of 10%. Another time we'll take a 10% profit target generally is if we're only one third entered. So this is a scaling trade that enters in thirds and we'll show you how that's done as uh, we go along. Our maximum acceptable loss is going to be 30% of our planned capital number. So if you're going to do a strategy like this, uh, we have a minimal capital is going to be about $5,000. If you want to consider, oh, if you're going to be overlapping the trade, it's good to have $10,000. Uh, the demonstrations are going to be using $50,000. Of course, whatever size you're going to use, you want to make sure that your max loss, you size your max loss, and make sure that the max loss number is appropriate for you. So that is uh, just a very quick description of the parameters that we're using. And the best way to show you this is kind of um, with examples. So I'm going to, uh, you know, we, we had a nice down move at the end of last year. And we do a, uh, a webinar on the bearish butterflies pretty much every year, right, Seth? And um, yes, that's right. Pretty much over the last six, seven, eight, nine years, we're always dealing with up markets. Yeah, we, we don't have a lot of down markets, but uh, we actually had some down markets. So I said, this is going to be really cool. So we can we can go over essentially the last quarter of last year, October, November, December, and January expiration of this year. We'll see how far we get. But this shows how it reacts actually to a down move. So let's, um, I'm just going to throw up an option view here. We do use option view analytical software for this particular strategy. And essentially the way it starts out is we go like 20 to 30 points behind the market. We put on a, a butterfly, a standard butterfly position that's about 20, 20, 20 to 30 points under the money. We generally start on about 56 days to expiration. And we have a a rollback strategy essentially if the market comes down 
and we have a uh, scaling in strategy. We scale in in thirds as the market goes up. So as the market goes up, we'll add another butterfly in here at 1720. We'll buy out another one here at 1740. Then we're fully scaled in. And then we have a rolling sequence that we use to stay up with the market if the market continues to go higher. Uh, that's essentially the way the trade is, uh, is set up. Now, this position here starts with a, what we call a 10 lot. So it's 10 butterflies. And you can see they're about $10 a piece. And that gives us a total risk at this point in the trade of about $10,000. We have a $50,000 plant capital, right? So if we have to get fully scaled in, we have to do some rolls. Uh, there's a decent chance we'll get to $50,000 or so. Sometimes that's not required. Sometimes it is. It, the wonderful thing about this strategy is if the market comes down, and it really starts crashing down, you're, you're going to actually be pulling money out of the trade as you roll back. And you can actually be in the position with virtually no capital invested, which uh, you'll see some of that in this uh, in these down moves. Mm -hmm. So I just started with this one because this one's really easy. There was really nothing to do here. October or August of 2018, we had essentially a very flat market that just kind of drifted down a little bit. And it put us in a situation where we didn't need to do anything to the trade. So um, that was that's a that's a, a trade like this might happen, you know, one to two times a year. Uh, sometimes it doesn't happen at all. Sometimes it's two times. Sometimes it'll happen three times a year in, in strange years. But this thing ended up just sitting here. And you know, if you look at the price chart, well, what it's doing since entry is just kind of kind of flatlined on us, right? You kind of flatlined it ran sideways. So I'm just going to run through this pretty much to the end here, and then we'll get into something more interesting uh, in the next cycle when the market actually starts dropping. So um, here we are, 24 days to expiration. We're in one-third. We're up uh, $8,000. If we go to the, I think we go to the Friday, or if we go to the Friday, we're 21 days to expiration. We have a profit target of, um, a high profit target of 30% plant capital, which is $15,000. We um, are willing to take it off at a ten at uh, $10,000 because we have a single position on. And when we're 21 days to expiration, we're actually willing to take off at $5,000 because we want to get out of the position. Our gamma tends to get high close to expiration. So hmm. uh, this here meets all those criteria. And if you were to look at the analyze screen, you know, we have... Ten or eleven thousand dollars in the trade. We have a ten or eleven thousand dollars profit. That's one hundred percent of what we have in the trade, but we do have the cat capital set aside. So let's go into. Uh, so what's going to be happening here is at one point this November cycle got fifty-six days to expiration. We entered our next trade. So if we go back to, or if we go to our November trade. We actually ended up entering this at uh, the 1690 short strikes. There have been no adjustments to this one either. It's up about $600 at this point, and the uh, price chart, the market is, uh, it's just been drifting down a little bit, but it's going to, as we know, it's going to start falling apart if you remember the end of last year. So uh, I'm just going to shoot down. Actually, let me go to, why don't I do this because it makes it easier. Then we can cover more things because you can see the analyze chart at the same time. I'll pull this out. And of course, if you have any questions, you know, feel free to ask uh, ask away here. Mm -hmm. 
So this is our position. This has an adjustment when you start getting uh, about under uh, 1650. Now, you know, some traders are concerned that a butterfly is a negative Vega trade, and if the volatility goes up, it's going to lose money. But as you can see, that's really not the case here. Um, there are situations where we can lose money if the volatility goes up, but generally, um, unless we're fully scaled in and in the center of the position, it generally doesn't happen. You can see we've had a substantial down move. You can see we're up about uh, 5,400. We're not quite to an adjustment point yet. There's really not a whole lot of danger here. We're, we're just in the center of the T plus zero line. We're relatively flat delta, right? Not a big deal. If I move to um, the following day here, we get a bounce. If we don't hit down, okay. So now we are, um, we've come down 25 points. We're actually at an adjustment area here. We're below the actual adjustment point in this, uh, in this uh, situation is going to be 1650. So we're, we're underneath our 1650 number. So we're going to do a rollback here. And we just basically take the position and we're just going to roll it back to the money. And if it goes up too far, we'll start a scaling procedure. If it goes down, you know, down to, let's see, in this case, uh, 1610, then we'll roll it back again. And the market more or less kind of fell apart from this point, and it went down. It started, uh, the sell-off started in October. Okay, yeah, we're October 10th now, right? right. So. Right, so here we have a position where we had a 34-point down move. You can see we get a nice uh, pop in T plus zero. We're way, we're way below even the, the long strike, right? Our, our adjustment point here was 1610. Uh, we're all the way down to 1587, so about um, 23 points underneath our adjustment point here. So we take this and we roll it back again, and that's essentially what you do um on the down moves so i will i think we have an adjustment almost every day because the markets i mean it really started coming down not that day but um every couple days there was another one here we have the adjustment points actually at uh, 1550 or 1543 so we end up rolling it back to at the money again you can see that if you're in, if you start out in this positioning and the market drops, you can pretty much take it to zero, and um, not get into too much trouble. So that's what I like about this strategy in this environment. It, it works very good in this environment. The other environment it works good in is is you know, fairly wide sideways chop. It works really well in that too. Mm -hmm. So let's go a couple more days. Ah, okay. Actually, go one more day first. Right, so now the market starts to bounce. So we have the reversal. And really nothing to do here. Uh, what we have is we have our short strikes at 1540. We're going to start scaling this thing in at 1580. So if we come to Tuesday, right, we, are, we exceed our 1580 number. We scale in to our second third. And we'll see, it give us a couple more days, right? Then it starts to pull back again. 
which is why we like to chop the environment. We get um, we get into our second and third thirds. I, I, I like getting into our second and third thirds. And I don't know if this one gets pushed back to the downside or not, but you'll see. Looks like we're going to hit 21 days to expiration roll. Okay, so here we go. We had a nice hard down move here. So you can see we got scaled in two-thirds. And if we go the day before this, this is what we look like. We're looking pretty nice. Most of the time, this is a profit target scenario for us. Most of the time when we get scaled in two-thirds like this and we got a market pullback, a lot of the times we'll hit our high profit target at 15000 But we had a situation here where we just blew out the backside. Right, we had uh, we got we pulled back into what fifteen thirty three, and then we had a forty six point down move, which is about as large as they get in the Russell. They don't get a whole lot larger than that uh, on the following day, and that put us way back, uh, way back here. Okay, we're still doing okay. We're up uh, seventy five hundred, but even if I pulled off this one butterfly. What we do on the downside when this happens is usually we'll get to pull off this one butterfly and go into one-third, and then uh, we'll be trading with one-third of position. But this blew not only past that adjustment, but it blew past the next adjustment also. So we end up doing a rollback. So we just pull the position and end up rolling back uh, once again to at the money. So we have a position that was like this. I mean, notice the amount of capital in the trade, by the way. All right, so like twenty-five hundred bucks. So let's move. I think two more days. Okay, now we had a thirty-seven point gain here. Um, we're up eighty-nine. We haven't quite hit our next ad point, and the following day we actually hit our twenty-one day to expiration lowered profit target here. Uh, we're willing to exit five thousand dollars. 21 days to expiration. So um, here we are, right? So we pulled this off and that was the month of what, uh, November expiration. If we were doing this at the same time, we have the December, which started uh, this day, actually, right? 56 days to expiration. So in this case, we didn't have to overlap at all. If we have to pull our other strategy under 21 days, a lot of times we have to overlap. If we get out at 21 days, sometimes it overlaps, sometimes it doesn't. And uh, let's just go to our December position here. And this is how our December position starts. And I'm going to widen this out a little bit. It's $20, which is Gives us a little better view of what's going on. So you can see that the downside, we don't really have any issues um, at all. But I think we actually had a fairly significant bounce here. So this will, or it may have been January, I'm not sure. Let me see where, where this goes here. Right, we had a interesting, um, a bad entry. So, you know, one of the things that happens sometimes with options trades is you can get a bad entry, particularly when volatility is all over the place. So we ended up entering with, um, you know, $200 down on the following day. We got a depression in value. We really didn't get much of a market movement, but we got a, a fairly significant depression in value, which happens from time to time, unfortunately. 
but um, that's okay. Right now we go up 23. And we're actually at an add point here. You could add, you might not add. It's, um, uh, we're really not in a hurry, in other words, to add to these positions necessarily. So particularly in a high volatility environment, we like to get solidly past our, uh, solidly past our add point, which we'll see if that happens the following day. It does, right? It ha it's actually almost a benefit for you, um, unless the market comes back right away, it's a benefit for you to wait to add. So a lot of these adjustments um, aren't urgent. Unless you start getting into your rolling sequence, they start to become a little bit urgent. But as you can see, the downside adjustments weren't that urgent. This upside adjustment also isn't all that urgent. Um, we had an ad at uh, 1500. We have another ad at 1520. But again, I'm just taking my time here. I want to be solidly over 1520 before I hit my ad point. So Right, we had a 33-point move the up the next day. So now we have had a substantial up move. We had, we were back here at 14.80 spikes. We were due to add on the 1500 when the market got to 15.20, but it exceeded that point. And we actually, we start to do a rolling sequence at, the, at that point. So instead of just adding, we actually add and roll. So I come out here and I end up in this, this price movement puts me in this position. It brings me from the, uh, from the 1460, 1480 up into the, four, the 1500, uh, 1520, 1540. And uh, looking like this, and the maximum drawdown here is 15,000. Uh, we currently have, what, about 20... 24, 25,000 in the trade about. We're down now about 22, five, uh, $2,250. And that's typical for, um, you know, when you get an up move, you usually get drawn down some. So let's see where we sit from here. All right, we're just sitting here. We had another adjustment here. We uh, exceeded another ad point or another roll point. So you can see we're starting to roll a little bit closer, a little bit more on top of the marketplace as, uh, as we do this. So we're just going to take this 1500, going to roll it up to 1560. And we come into a position that looks like this. And all right, we go another 24 points. So this is, a, this is a, re a really large move. I think if we look at our, uh, price chart, right? This is where we got caught right here in a uh, fairly substantial up move. We end up doing another roll. Actually, it's a couple rolls, right? It was a large, uh, a large up move. So we actually went from uh, 15, 20, 15, 40, 15, right. 60, all the way up to 15, 60, 15, 80, uh, 1600. We're essentially in the center of our position now. So you had a double move on this day? Yeah, 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 double a double. I remember this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a great example of the bearish butterfly. It, this it, one, it really is. Yeah, because yeah. we've had because we have a, a really big up move, and not only that, I think we get actually get blown off. To, we get blown uh, out to the downside uh, <laughs> on the reversal. Mm -hmm. So let me. I have to fix this foolish thing again here. My side by side. 
so this really shows it really shows coming up and getting fully scaled in and then um, reversing back out. I'm going to go ten dollars. So we're, yeah, we're down about five thousand. Not too bad. Now we can't get away with this kind of a move in low volatility because the volatility skews aren't good. But in high volatility, we can get a really substantial move against the position without having too much trouble. So um, see if we get more up moves. No, nope, we're coming down. Right, we just barely hit the roll too. It would have been nice if we didn't get back into this last roll um, with the reversal. So here we go, uh, coming back. All right, so we came back and we ended up uh, pushing to the outside of the tent on this reversal. And we are actually past, uh, you know, so first, normally, if the market's moving a little slower, you know, we take this one off first. And then if we're past this point here in the pink, we take the next one off. But a lot of times you're only going to be doing one of these at a time. But this is um, actually it's pretty rare to get to get fully scaled in and then blow up back to the downside. But and then we have our um, our last third, which ooh, I wonder if I made an error on this. This actually doesn't get rolled back till fifteen twenty. Did I end up rolling that back? Oh no, I didn't. Okay, yeah. So we didn't get rolled back yet. So so we end up having to pull out of the upper two thirds. My out, and we're in this position here. And excuse me for a second. Need a bit of a drink of water here. And, um, yeah, so here we are. We have a rollback point at uh, 1520 at this point. And this is what the price did. Right, we had we chased it all the way up, and now we're getting hammered back onto the downside. Mm -hmm. And I guess I can't do that because it goofs up my charts, doesn't it? Uh, okay. So, gotta love option view. Okay. All right. So I'll try not to show the chart again, so this doesn't happen. So anyway, this is. Where we're at, we go into the next day. We end up hitting our rollback point. We roll this back to at the money. And give us a few more days here. Bit of a bounce. Okay, so we hit another rollback. Right, look at the capital in the position here. Uh, we're under $3,000 now. We're at, well, I don't know, not very much here uh, after the rollback. So you can see, like I said, it's uh, really nice on down moves here. Bit of a bounce. And I 
think we hit the $10,000 number here. Yeah, we hit the $10,000 in one third of a position, which I'm generally going to pull it in that case. So, uh, so that's that trade, right? And that, that is the end of that one. Um, had we stayed in, we did have a nice bounce. So a little bit of lucky timing here or just being reasonable with your profit target uh, is really helping us because this is right before the fairly large rally that we had coming into the beginning of the year. Although, um, although it didn't get really hard until, what, the 24th of December, 25th of December. Right, but, right after Christmas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, that's the end of that trade. And then, uh, you know, we have a January trade, which ended up getting drawn down um, pretty well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we've had a bunch of questions about how oh, yeah, sure. January and February did. So you're going to do January, right? Yeah, January did fine. Uh, February ended up coming out at a loss. Um, February, we had a historic uh, up move in the Russell, and uh, I believe it's the largest up move we ever had in, in a 60-day period. So um, that's going to stop you out. That's going to stop you out. So January here is here. Let me see. Start date would have been 56 days to expiration. So um, we'll just go with this here. Uh, we're 52 days to expiration. We've been in the trade for a couple of days. I don't know that there's been any adjustments yet. Twenty, not till the 28th. So, so here's what we look like in January. Right, we had a scaling on this day here, which was November 28th. We have another scale in here, uh, and we get drawn down, right? So um, this is a situation where we got drawn down a little bit, and we're, what, uh, down about $2,800. Normally, on a reversal here, you're going to be good. As a matter of fact, normally, if we reverse here, under most circumstances, you're going to hit profit target. This ended up getting crushed down, I think, if I remember right. Uh, this was Oh, yeah, okay. So we had a 65-point down move in the... Uh, this was the biggest down move we've ever had in the Russell in one day um, uh, from the day before. The biggest move we ever had. So uh, we are getting some big moves. At this point, we're up $8,700. Everything looks nice. Realistically, if we, if we would continue to drift back and have volatility drop, we'd be looking pretty good here. Um, but we had a volatility crush, right? Volatility got really um, pushed down here. And this is where you are affected a little bit by volatility, not when you get pushed out the backside, though. So now we're getting pushed um, out. So we hit a adjustment point here where we have to drop out of our upper third. And we're looking like this. I mean, everything's going fairly well so far. Really not any, um, any big issues. Here we go. All right, so we end up dropping out here to one-third. We're back down to one-third. I don't want to look at the price chart because, well, that goofs up our analytical graph, apparently. So now we end up actually doing a rollback. And this is one of the issues that made this trade a little bit problematic 
in this month is because of the uh, having to do a rollback, I think. Um, December 14th. Oh, actually, no. I think what happened is we actually hit $10,000 here. I don't know. I don't remember. Let me see. We'll show you a losing trade in February if we have time. February, I mean, you just got crushed in February. went straight up. So, But you can see how far it actually lasted. Uh, that's the, uh, uh, the impressive part there. Let's see what day we actually got out of this thing. It's 32, right? We had, I think we had another rollback, right? So two rollbacks there. And it was the 24th, which this was a half day, but there were no adjustments. Then we have, what, a 51-point-up move here on Friday. This was one of the, this is the largest up move we ever had in history in the Russell, by the way. Um, that should be a clue to you. <laughs> The things may be going up. <laughs> yeah. You get a record up move like that. Uh, yeah. 27th, we had a bit of a reprieve. And then here, uh, the 28th, we get out at our uh, our reduced profit target number, um, which, was, again, is, uh, is where we want to be out. So that was that strategy. At the same time, we have our February. We have time. Yeah, we have some time for February. Yes, although uh, we have okay. a bunch of questions. questions. All right, let's do some questions. Um, yeah, why don't we try to get through those and see if we have time left? Okay. Um, and we do, of course, have a special announcement. So, of course, right. All right. Um, Paul is asking, what are your criteria for choosing the short and long strikes? They're always 50 points. So the program is very regimented. It's always 50-point wing butterflies. It always starts 20 to 30 points under the money. Um, and we scale in at 20-point intervals, and there's um, rolling things. So your shorts are always 20 points apart. Your longs or your wings are always 50 points. So it's always the same. Yep. Okay. Um, Dave Stewart's asking, why do you use the T plus 365 days on the analyze chart? So it's more of an option of your question, but that's all right. I don't even know where he's referring to that. Uh, max projected date, December 28, 2019, maybe. See, it does say T plus 365 right here, but I'm not sure. Yeah, typically I'm not using that. I mean, we're using this here. Yeah, yeah, I guess maybe he may have asked that when you had that on the screen with no position on, possibly. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. And, it, and it may have popped up or shifted on its own. It's nothing that I've changed. Okay, all right. Yeah. Paul Bunch has asked this a couple different ways, and that is, what are your thoughts on entering now, you know, today? The market seems to be overbought, so I assume it would behave well. It should, right? So... You know, you always have to, you know, if you're going to be subjective with these, right? So we have a lot of traders who are subjective with these. Um, normally, when one trade has lost, um, I'm very interested in getting into the next month. And certainly, if I have one trade that's lost and another trade that's drawn down, which is the situation right now, um, I'm very interested in entering uh, a bearish butterfly because you know at that point 
in order for that to happen, you know, if if the problem has been to the upside on both trades, in order for that to happen, you know, the market's just terribly, terribly overextended. So, so generally, that's going to be good. But you also want to think of how the trade is going to play out going into the future. So we are in an uptrending market. I think, uh, like, if you look at um, Think or Swim, I think we have a fantastic entry point where you shouldn't really get into trouble to the upside, at least in the first phase of the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's going to happen or what's likely to happen in the marketplace is we're likely to come up and test the top of this uh, cup here, and then we're likely to pull back and then probably go higher. So your ent- for I think you've got a fantastic entry here. Um, it depends on how far, how long you run sideways. Uh, you know, at some point, it's gonna you're gonna start taking on some more upside risk, uh, more than likely if if you if you're bullish in the marketplace. So as long as you're not longer term bullish, um, it's fine. Uh, sometimes what we do in cases like this is we put a profit target on it. So you know we might enter here and you know allow this thing to pull back and range for a while, and then if it breaks out, we just exit at a profit. Right, so there's ways of modifying the strategy, but yeah, if you're if you're gonna be subjective, it's it's a pretty darn safe entry entry point where you're not gonna get blown out um, right away, but you this could come back to bite you late in the trade with a um, you know as this resets and goes higher. Okay. Yep. Right. So um, that was the question from Paul. Um, Doctor Frank is asking. Can Thinkorswim be used instead of Option View? I assume he means for the analysis screen. Yeah. Well, you first of all, um, you know, just a, just a note to everybody is you really before you do any strategy, you really need to spend extensive time time back testing it, uh, so you understand how it reacts and what it does. Uh, so for that reason, we should have back testing software. Uh, this does use Delta Theta guidelines that, um, well, put it this way, the analytical software is clearly different. Uh, Thinkorswim analytical software gives you clearly different Greeks numbers. Um, so you're going to have differences in months where you have uh, delta theta, because there's yeah. there's delta theta rules and stuff in the trade, and you're going to clearly have differences in uh, under those uh, situations. Also, if you go into expiration guidelines, you have delta limits in the trade, and you're going to you might be hitting those, and that's going to be clear differences. So you'd have to ex- expect um, differences, sometimes significant differences, in the way you're going to be positioned, which can affect you negatively or positively depending on what the market does. Um, the same thing if you go with ONE software, the, the projections are significantly different. So, and that's with any strategy. It's not just this one; it's any strategy you do. All right, uh, Doctor Frank goes on to ask: Can think? Uh, can it be used with futures options instead of indexed options? For example, um, ES instead of SPX. Well, you don't want to ES. Right. Right. We're using the Russell. So you um, would go with RTY probably. You'd have to do RTY, right? You wouldn't want to. Um, it's a different trade on a different index. So you have to realize that, again, with all your trades, they're different trades on different indexes. They move differently. So, uh, And they've looked at different volatility structures. So you could theoretically do RTY. The volume is pretty low on RTY, though, um, keeping that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and why Steve is asking, why is this trade and the M3 made mainly in the rut as opposed to SPX? Isn't SPX higher volume and more liquid, tighter spreads, less slippage, et cetera? 
Um, well, it's higher volume. Um, as far as less slippage, I don't agree with that necessarily. Once you learn how to execute the rustle, you should be doing fairly well. Um, and I've seen, uh, you know, you're going to have times when, when execution is excellent, times when it's not, um, and uh, so forth. But the bigger... So in other words, I, I don't have we don't have a liquidity problem in the Russell. Uh, the the bigger issue is the SPX moves a lot more than the Russell does. So a bearish butterfly strategy in the Russell, you can do the strategy, but you would want to do it as an opportunistic strategy because you know the Russell might move you know 100 points up. Uh, would be, you know, 100, 120 points up is a pretty big move for the Russell. I mean, this is a historic move. We've never seen one this big. But um, that's a pretty big move for the Russell, but it's nothing for the SPX. So if you're going to take that strategy and just do in the SPX, it's different. Also, the volatility structure in the SPX is a lot more variable than the volatility structure in the Russell. Sometimes the SPX is um, um, actually has a worse volatility structure in the Russell, even though it moves a lot more sometimes it's better so um you know in both trades with the m3 and i mean we have an m3 isk ish trade in the spx and it's very different than the m3 so um we have had people trade successfully in the spx with the m3 uh with the guidelines that we have in the russell and you can do that i would prefer not to do that i prefer to do it in the russell your risk your your reward for trading is better and generally you're going to have better results in the russell Okay. Robert F. Uh, asks, is the wing width ever changed regardless of um, marketplace volatility increases and, nope. and wide market moves? Nope. Always the same. Okay. And it's been the same for 12 years, as a matter of fact. It's been the same with the Russell at $350 and the Russell at $1,650 <laughs> and volatility okay, doc, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> we got another question. Uh, if, if this was traded since 2006, what was the return on investment on required minimum account size? Well, you, you can go since yeah. I don't have I don't have information on top of my head. Um, we've done really well. We've had one losing year since 2006. That's 2016. <laughs> um, with the strategy and uh, the returns generally. Um, or what, around 120% a year. Uh, but that's considering overlap. So if you cut that in half, it's about 50% a year. Um, I'm not sure what the average is. You can go, I gave a website link, and that shows you yearly returns since 2011. Um, but it runs, it runs in the it runs in the 100% range. What about 120? I think about which runs about 60% if you take if you if you cut it in half for the overlap. All right. Um, we have another question. How do you find the execution during a high volatility market? Uh, generally, pretty good. Um, I like the execution in high volatility markets better than low volatility markets. Uh, um, the exception being if, I mean, there are exceptions. If you go to a complete extreme where, um, you know, you have... Um, Usually, in other words, if it's a high volatility market and it remains a high volatility market, usually your executions are pretty good. When you go from a very low volatility market to a high volatility market 
right? So the situations where or time periods when execution really sucks. Um, usually that time period is in very low volatility environments um, is where we usually have execution problems. We don't tend to have execution problems in high volatility markets uh, with butterflies. They're generally pretty good. Okay. Um, do you use the true delta of option view? I assume he means in that settings. I use these settings, right? So um, this is what I use for settings. We use a variable model, not the new variable, a regular variable model. And that's pretty much the settings that I have there. True delta gamma. Okay. Um, and Steve, I'm guessing this is Steve Hammond. I'm not sure, but he popped into the chat the returns that John did from his um, website trades. Those are like back-tested trades, right, John? In your website? well, they're they're well. The website trades well, I call real-time simulated, so we're making real-time decisions. Right. Right. Backtested is very different than real-time simulated because backtesting, yeah. you can go back. I mean, they're paper trades. That's really what I right, mean. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. paper trades, but they're real And you're, you're trying to stick strictly to the trade guidelines in those website trades? Yeah. And in my live trading, a lot of times I, I am the type of person who does analyze the market and um, I will modify my trade plan from month to month. I see. But in the website, uh, when we do the options trading for income website, um, you'll hear me say often, I don't like this, and uh, normally I would be out of this, but these, this is what the rules say, so we follow the rules. And yeah, the strategy by the guidelines, is uh, that, that's pretty much what it performs. And that's making, again, real-time decisions and not being manipulated after the fact. So. Okay. Uh, do you adjust during the market or uh, you know, middle of the market day, or do you wait till the end of the day? No, no, I, 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 it would be extremely rare for me to adjust in the middle of the day. Um, normally, um, I will adjust in the middle of the day to take advantage of an opportunity. So, you know, we get a, a move way past the adjustment point in the morning, um, and I'm expecting the market to continue down later on in the day. You know, uh, sometimes I'll take advantage of like the midday bounce, mm -hmm. like we do on the, some of the trade desk positions when it goes down. Right. But, um, Generally, uh, I'm not going to. And in the Monday morning, I never, I, I don't think I ever do, uh, unless we're in expiration week. Expiration week, we do allow that. But for the most part, no, we're not doing anything mid midday. Okay. And Tano is asking if you had to hedge the rut to the upside along mm -hmm. with this trade, how would you do it? Well, um, it's going to be very situationally specific. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, uh, in other words, if you want to trade this trade, this strategy, and allow for more upside room, I'm assuming that's the question. Um, you know, you can yeah, do, I mean, you can do it. Yeah. You can do broken wing butterflies. Some, some traders do weekly, um, uh, weekly bullish verticals. Um, at the money, we have you know a whole bunch of people do different things. Sometimes I'll push this into an M3. You, know, you push it into an M3 strategy. Uh, yeah, to yeah. the upside. So yeah, I mean, a lot of people will. Yeah, uh, you make some money, you get up some money as the bearish butterfly, and then there's a kind of a chance it'll bounce. So you can roll into an M3, and if it keeps selling off further, the M3 can usually handle that. 
Um, right. And if it doesn't, the M3 will handle the bearish butter, you know, would handle that situation pretty well uh, right, if it yeah. were to bounce. Right. If you get into M21, for example, we're always, the M21 program, we're always, you know, we do uh, an analysis of the market. We make a trade plan for that specific uh, situ you know, for a specific situation, and right. we'll we'll be switching from a bearish butterfly and in it to an M3 into a rock trade back to a bearish butterfly into an M3. Uh, the, this the the three strategies of rock the bearish butterfly and M3 are, are essentially made to be traded together. Um, we got another question. Will you take an opportunity to enter sometimes days fifty seven through sixty, uh, or do you stick to fifty six days only? Right. So within the program, we stick to 56 days only unless it's a holiday. Um, live market trading, I don't really care how many days to expiration it is. I, I just take I just take maximum advantage of what I think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I don't think we really have time to go over another example. And there is something okay. I, I would like to announce you know how October is Rocktoberfest. Can everyone see my desktop? It should say the Bearish Butterfly video series. Yeah, I see, great. Yeah. So fe February is Bearish February, I guess, instead of Groundhog's Day. And um, it's, it's so, Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. So let, let me tell you a little bit about th this is an incredibly powerful strategy, as you can tell from the returns and as you can tell from, you know, how many years it's been traded successfully by so many traders. And the... Trade line gu guidelines uh, offer a high win rate in most market conditions and potential high returns in certain market conditions. Um, it's a strategy that provides big profits, as you can see. It has a 30% prop, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, maximum gain or target profit, I should say, uh, in uh, particularly in bearish, trending, volatile, and kind of chopping markets. It does really well. The systematic and objective way to appropriately size your trade. Uh, is explained in the in this series, and uh, you adjust your profit targets based on time and market conditions. And um, you know, in the series, John teaches the once per day management method to adjust the bearish butterfly to change market conditions. So, the course here's here's what's in the course. There's trade guidelines. Uh, it starts out with trade guidelines, and so you know that first session goes over. Every it's unbelievably detailed. You can literally everything you can think of that can happen in the market. He describes how to respond to that in that session one. So it's really critical when I trade the butterfly. I just pull up session one and I use it literally as an un, as a um, trading manual, uh, so I can refer to it in different circumstances. Um, then in session two we go over an average month. In session three we deal with uh, it, it gives examples of rallies. Session four is examples of a large sell-off. And then sessions five, it deals with incremental adjustability. And session six um, deals with the bearish butterfly in an extremely bullish market. So that would be, for example, a good session to watch, you know, in, uh, in under these conditions that we're in right now. This series is in six parts, as I said. It's 479 slides, uh, full trade plan details. When we first filmed this, um, I... Um, you know, I, I could not believe the amount of work John did to pull that thing together. It was incredible. Um, and it's normally on sale for $12.75. But until February 27th, uh, we really cut the price down to $9.50, uh, which is, you know, an extensive reduction. And so uh, that's till February 27th. Now, 
I, if you will bear with me now, I want to read a couple reactions to this course from people who've taken it and or work with John. And then if you listen to these very, very exciting comments, there will be yet another uh, surprise announcement for you. So it's worth it. It's going to be worth your time. So um, I'm just going to read a few of these testimonials. This strategy is one of the best I've used. I got my money back in the very first month and have been successful and have had successful months since January. Thanks to you and SMB from RADA. Um, appreciate your sharing the knowledge. This has completely turned around my options trading success. Keep up the great work. Um, these are, you know, these are actual testimonies that we got in. Many thanks to you, John, Seth, and the Options Tribe for presenting this information. And many thanks to John for developing the trade and sharing it with the community. Uh, let's go down to this one. Over the past four years, I've been trading, and as every beginner, I ran around in circles, wasting time and money. I had all the desire, but what I felt was really getting nowhere. It was like, a, and then it was like a light going on when I found John and his style of, of trading options. It's been the key to opening the door for my success and financial future. That's Chris from Australia. We've got people from all over the world. Let me read you just a couple more. His strategies work because he has such a good innate feel for the multidimensional interplay of price volatility in the Greeks. Very well said. John has the ability to take something very complex and make it accessible to the less experienced trader. Uh, lost my... Yeah, the less experienced trader, John also works extensively with the all-important soft factors of psychology, emotions, and discipline. Um, and then John is an innovator who's helped my trading immensely. I have found his, his methods and philosophies about trading to be life-changing. Since working with him for the first time in my life, after years of trying, I've become a profitable trader. That pretty much says it all. Finally, I purchased this course for a couple reasons. Uh, I have a full-time job, so I cannot manage multiple trades of this type. So I'm thinking these strategies will work for my smaller accounts. Also, I think this is a great way to introduce my wife and two teenage kids into the options world without blowing them away. Thank you, Seth, SMB, and especially John. So we're really, this is a, a family affair now, John, isn't it? And, yeah, uh, it is. Yes. Yeah, it's a family affair. And, and I think what that trader meant by this is that this is a, um, uh, this is a very detailed course. Literally everything is spelled out for you. It is so, it's almost rigid. You know, it's just so absolutely detailed in terms of exactly what you do in exactly every circumstance. So that's, that's good for people, especially people who are, you know, just getting started trading. So um, the bearish butterfly series, as I mentioned, we've got it on sale for nine fifty until February 27th. However, here we go. Pretty fancy, right? If you decide to purchase the course by tomorrow night, uh, this is February 13th, but tomorrow night at 895. So all you guys have to go out and get your wife's Valentine's day presents and then make sure leave in time up until midnight for you to buy the bearish butterfly strategy for only 895. But that $55 savings over our really great price anyway, is only available until tomorrow night at midnight. Then it bumps back up to 950. And then on February 27th, it goes back to 1275. So say you can buy one of those giant, what, what do you think for 50 bucks, five bucks, John, can you get one of those giant hearts with the chocolates for your wife? Right. There you go. Yeah. Or your, whoever, you know, if ladies <laughs> right. are on here for your husband. Right. So 
or your sweetheart, whoever it is, you got 55 extra bucks in your pocket if you act before tomorrow midnight. Right, John? All right. <laughs> I should good. be on, I should be on like, uh, you know, midnight television, right? There you go. I'm getting you, there. You I'm getting there. So anyway, order the Bearish Butterfly at bearishbutterfly.com. Bearishbutterfly.com. That's how you get that tremendous price that we just mentioned. Um, also want to suggest that everybody join the Options Tribe. It's only 30 bucks a month and you get to see every recording. Uh, that we've ever done. There's a zillion John Locke presentations over time. Somebody reminded me you were our first guest uh, on the Options Tribe back in May of 2011. So um, uh, that's right. That's that's how long ago we've been doing this. And uh, so uh, it's a great opportunity. And also John does his weekly trade review where he shows everybody the trade that he trades live with live capital on SMB's Options Trading Desk. So that's a great opportunity for everyone as well. Uh, and you get to see all the recordings. You get 5% off of all Options Tribe products, meaning that if you bought the Bearish Butterfly today, you get another 5% off of all the prices that I just showed you. So it's very, very worthwhile. I want to thank John for his always tremendous presentation. I want to thank all of our uh, attendees for attending today's webinar. Uh, Bearish Butterfly, even if you only do it on a small portion of your income. Just think about those returns. If you just did this on a small portion of your account, which you may want to consider doing because it also has a 30% max loss. So you want to watch how much of your account you dedicate to this strategy. But long term, as you as those returns compound away, start doing the numbers, it gets pretty impressive. And uh, so it's a tremendous uh, strategy. And I really suggest that everybody take full advantage of that by going to bearishbutterfly.com. So, John, thank you. Thanks, thank you. everybody. Take care. Good night, everyone.